Hey, Dr. Mike here. Do you need a pick-me-up? Well, stay tuned to learn about natural ways to boost endorphins, your feel-good chemicals. You're listening to Live Foreverish, a show dedicated to helping you live just a little longer. Here's your host, Dr. Mike and Dr. Crystal Gosser. All right, welcome to Live Foreverish. I'm your host, Dr. Mike, and I'm here with Dr. Crystal. Dr. Crystal, welcome. <laughs> Thank you, Dr. Endorphins. Yeah. We lack some endorphins. I need some endorphins. <laughs> I can tell. You're a little yeah. little low key today. You gotta get to pick it up. <laughs> but you feel good. Well, you know, our production team took away my coffee. Yeah, I know. So. I saw that. So, you know, okay, uh, endorphins. And we, we've learned a lot about, we talk about energy a lot. And, and, but this is, endorphins are more than just energy, right? It's not, it's not like a stimulant. It's not like the CoQ10 we talk about. It's a little different, right? Right. It makes you, it's a neurotransmitter, the endorphins. They are neurotransmitters, which are brain chemicals, which send messages throughout the body. The most important message that we understand endorphins send is the message to um, stop pain, it's it's our natural painkiller. Oh yeah. Uh, and but along with that, they also give you feelings of pleasure, feelings of euphoria. You know that that good right. feeling you feel uh, whenever you maybe you've challenged your fears. You go on um, what do you, those at the fair, the, the amusement the, the, park, the, <laughs> the roller coaster or something. <laughs> What? You go on a roller coaster, you get off the roller coaster, and you're like, whoa, that was good. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so that's endorphins, right? Yes. Uh, runner's high. Exactly. Endorphins, something I've never experienced. But, yeah, sure. <laughs> they Runners apparently feel this high. Yeah, so it's ultimately masking the pain, but at the same time, it's lifting you up. It, and because of that lift up, you, you do have a little more energy. You're a little more pep. Right. A little more excited about things. So that's the endorphins. And, uh, you know, again, we know when we're talking about feeling a little down, feeling a little low in energy, think it's multifactorial. The, the body is complex, mm-hmm. right? So it's not just a, a CoQ10 supplement or something. It's not just eating well. All that stuff plays a role. In this yes. case, we're, we're isolating and talking about the uh, endorphins. You said they're neurotransmitters. Uh, tell, you know, explain a little bit more there. Yeah, so they are produced in the brain, the hypothalamus, then the pituitary, which kind of downstream signals the production of these chemicals. And what I think is cool, we're all familiar, to go back to this idea of of, of pain, we all know morphine helps with pain. Well, that's where the word endorphins come from. Endo, endogenous. Yeah. Morphine. Morphine. Yeah. So endo... <laughs> endomorphine something endomorphine. like that right? yeah, i get the connection yeah but I, one thing we do know just to clarify the difference between endorphins and neurotransmitters people use it your typical neurotransmitters yeah. meaning your dopamine your serotonin that we typically associate with those feel good feelings you yeah. know the the neurotransmitters that make us happy endorphins seem to be a little more stable a little far-reaching in the body. So versus more versus of the like, typical neurotransmitter. Exactly. Yeah. They can go to distant targets in the body versus some of the Interesting. neurotransmitters. So almost, almost hormone-like at the same time, right? Yes. Yeah, so yes. made in a certain area but can, can affect distant areas as well. That's kind of hormonal-like. So, so maybe they're neurotransmitter, hormonal-like mm-hmm. good things we want to increase in our body. 
Exactly. We want to boost these things, right? And the most prevalent and studied one that we know of is called beta endorphin. Yeah. Beta endorphin. I now listen. I've done so. I long, long, long time ago when I was working in the hospital, working in the respiratory ICU, mm -hmm. I had to do a paper on the beta endorphins. Long wow. time ago. And all I remember is they are part of the class of morphine or opioid agonists. Yes, exactly. Yeah. That's, that's so they're, what they're, they're, doing. they're, they're, it's, they're, I mean, ultimately their job is, is pain relief, but they, they, it's kind of cool, right? They dampen the pain and then they make you feel good. So you're, it's not just pain relief. It's pain relief and you feel better. Now, do you still have that paper? No. All my papers I'm really proud of. I keep no, Dr. Mike. That no, I could, that was... We could use that for no, content. No, no. I mean, this is back when we didn't have, like, computers as much, right? I mean, we had, oh. you used to have filing cabinets back then. I don't have okay. any of that stuff anymore. All right, so let's talk about ways to boost endorphins. It sounds like something we want to, uh, especially as we get older, right? I'm sure... Like everything else, hormones, other neurotransmitters, they kind of tend to drop off a little bit in production, maybe degrade it to more. So let's get into this because you have 11 ways. 11 ways. To boost endorphins. Number one, music. Tell us about that. I love music, singing, listening she to does. music. Wait, Dr. Crystal. <laughs> Dr. Crystal is a singer. She's a singer in the office. She, in the shower. It, 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 I don't know about the shower. <laughs> But I know I know about the office because you sing and you don't even know you're singing half the time. Really, Doctor Mike? Yeah. You have to get a buzzer. No, and, I actually like it. Didn't bother me at all. It bothers other people, but not me. All right. So tell us about music. What's the connection? Yes, it's just you know we uh, our list is going to be a rather quick running list because these are just things that we know can stimulate the brain. It makes maybe it's because it, it makes you feel happy. Yeah. There's no. It's it's not like the body is trying to um, recover from a painful experience. Because you'll see when we kind of go through our list, you start thinking, okay, maybe it's a response yeah. of you know pain. Like when you look at massage, we can go there. That's yeah. another way, uh, natural way for the body to boost endorphins. It's uh, Massage therapy is more of that connective tissue Massage okay, therapy, yeah, which yeah. in my mind, I'm like, hey, that's kind of painful. So maybe that's why. And then it releases the endorphins because it it's painful. So did that deep tissue massage yeah. is an endorphin releaser because the stimulus exactly. is painful. But music Ooh. is not like that. Yeah. So music, it's just something that, you know. It calms, what is happy. it? The old saying, music calms the wild beast or calms, whatever. What Tames is that the wild, wild beast. It's not wild the beast. The wild it's animal. Something like that. Tames, okay, yeah, whatever anyway. it is. <laughs> yeah, but it does. It works. There's no doubt music um, is, it speaks to most people, mm -hmm. and it, it does something. So so endorphins and music go hand in hand. Number two, meditation. Yes. So it can, I mean, I'm, again, some of these, there's no explanation needed. Just makes sense. These are things that can just help. Yeah. We know there are studies that have shown in the recent past uh, for people with pain syndrome. Mm -hmm. All right, you know, uh, fibromyalgia is an example. Yeah. Often, um, well, I, I have seen music therapy be beneficial, but uh, meditation, and since we've mes mentioned it, number, we'll say it's number three here, massage therapy. Yeah. All three of those helpful, ultimately through endorphins. Exactly. Now, another one that's similar to massage therapy, and again, this is me thinking about, probably overthinking the, the release, <laughs> but acupuncture 
can help to release endorphins. So a lot of these kind of what what I think the more appropriate way of categorizing what we've just mentioned, right? So we've we've said music, meditation, massage, and acupuncture. Uh, acupuncture. We could call those more of the traditional historic. Yeah. Oh. Uh, ways of dealing with pain, pain syndromes, and endorphin release. Yes. Um, and and of course now in the Western Hemisphere, right? Mm-hmm. We've I guess in conventional medicine now is what we would say. We've kind of moved away from a lot of these uh, more traditional historic ways of managing pain, but we're moving back. I've noticed we are moving back more and more. You're seeing people that think, yeah, my acupuncturist. Is like, yeah. Whoa, Whoa, I can remember ten years ago. That was no. That was voodoo. <laughs> You're, you're, you're using it as a voodoo doll. And and you would have conventional medicine say, oh, there's nothing to it. And now you're seeing more research showing acupuncture really helps. You know, a lot of not only are the, the pain specialists kind of helping to drive that, mm-hmm. rehabilitation specialists are driving that, cancer specialists are driving this. I know um, the, uh, I, can't, I can't remember the name of, uh, uh, Cook County in Dallas, Texas, Cook County, which is mm-hmm. now Fort Fort Worth. So you got Dallas County, Cook County. The Children's Medical Center for all of Cook County has been doing music therapy for their cancer kids for years. Really? And it calms them before procedures, calms them after Mm -hmm. procedures. So Mm -hmm. I think that's fantastic. Yes. And the other thing that I think is prompting the use of some of these pain, the alternative pain therapies is addiction the opioid crisis. Yeah, helping people come over, overcome that, right? Exactly. So you're seeing more research. You know, what can people do versus being on pain meds? Yeah. You know, trying to slow down the prescribing of pain medication. Well, you, you think about it. So endor- the, the beta agonist ones, or I'm, I'm sorry, the beta endorphin ones that are opioid agonists. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, you, you off, when you first hear that, you're like, well, wh- if somebody is addicted to an opioid, why would you want to give them an agonist? Well, the endorphins aren't, I mean, they're, they're related. They can bind to the same receptors, but they're not activating mm-hmm. those receptors in the same way as, you know, the morphines and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And so you throw in an agonist there and it kind of keeps the more powerful opioids away a little bit right so they can get off the opioid but they're getting some stimulation so they don't feel so bad exactly so so, so agonist ther- therapy is a true therapy for for opioid addiction i'm gonna i know you had a list here i, I don't know if you listed these as your top 11 i'm gonna i'm mixing it up a little yeah, bit mix it up because i'm Mike. looking at this um uh laughter it's <laughs> 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 that? horrible we're gonna. Rob said, "Edit that out, please." But, but you know what's so funny? And laughter is addictive too. If I start laughing right now, Doctor Mike, you it is. would absolutely you would start laughing yeah. for yeah. no reason. Yeah, we kind of do that in our offices. <laughs> yeah. And then once you start, you can't yeah, that's stop. Great. Yeah. So I, I so laughter again um, is stimulating the endorphins. In this case, the stimulus is not something painful. So th- this is kind of the what we're kind of what I'm seeing here, the pattern, is releasing endorphins can be related to things that are painful, Mm -hmm. but then the endorphins come around and you feel better. That's Mm -hmm. the deep tissue massage. Or it could be something that's not painful. It could be something actually quite enjoyable, like laughter, meditation, Mm -hmm. uh, music therapy. Yes, now, Dr. Mike, this is a quiz for you. What do you think is, out of our list, Mm -hmm. we haven't even listed everything, but what do you think is the best way to release endorphins is it not you said it's not it's on, on here it is we on haven't the... talked about it <laughs> well okay I, I well i see one here and um I, I think i'd have to i don't know but exercise 
Yes. Right. That yeah. Would, so although, and you mention it, the runners well, well, high. Yeah. That you say you I, never. Experience. Well, that's because I don't run marathons. I don't. I don't run. Right, but you don't have to <laughs> believe it or not, Doctor Mike. You do not have to run a marathon. It does not yeah. have to be this I, long yeah, journey I get that it. you're on. I actually get. I mean, I you know I do the elliptical trainer on mm-hmm. occasion. I walk more now because of Charlie, my dog. But I did the elliptical for many years. You yeah. know that. And yeah, a good 20, 25 minutes on that. Yeah, you, you, there's kind of like this point where you can keep going. You know, it's like you, you struggle. You're, you're at like 20 minutes. It's so hard. I just want to stop. And then all of a sudden, it's like it becomes like the pedals become easier. You for don't want to stop. Yeah. Well, no, I want to stop. No, no, I get to the point not, where not, I, no, I, I, I don't wanna, want to stop. I want to stop, but I'm feeling okay. <laughs> oh, goodness. Hannah's like, yeah, I want to stop. Um, okay, so exercise, obviously. Here you have um, one study for, from 2017 found that 60 minutes of moderate to intense aerobic exercise produce feelings of euphoria connected to the endorphin signaling. So this study, this isn't just a theory. Yes. Right. This was connecting that exercise to true endorphin release, metabolism, et cetera. Yes. And I can tell you a quick account of that. My brother mentioned it. My, uh, I had a cousin that passed away last month and my brother was away, so he couldn't go to the funeral and he was feeling so down. And he told me, he said, you know, I just went to the gym and I exercised. Mm. He he said it made me feel so much better. Yeah. So you know it's just I relate to that too. Yeah, it's something that you should consider whenever you are kind of feeling when you know you mentioned you need a pick me up. Yeah, you're feeling Exercise, stressed. It's a good way to do it. You know you're going through a hard time. Yeah, I keep the physical activity. I, yeah, going. no, I agree. Um, stress at work. Go go. You know, even just you know a lot of people at lunch they walk around the building. I think that's good. Yes. It kind of releases some of that stress, mm-hmm. endorphins, you know. And that's what I like about this. I mean, I, I, you know, I think any walking, play golf, tennis, whatever you want to do, endorphins are involved. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like you have to be the marathon runner. Right. Right. Okay, that's good. Let's move on. Uh, so that let's just review real quick. We did music therapy, meditation. Mm-hmm. We Then we talked about massage, acupuncture, laughter, and exercise. Now let's move to sunlight. Tell us about that. Yes, and we can pair sunlight and vitamin D because they kind of go hand in hand. But that just getting light, you know, I talk about in the morning, get up, open the door, go outside, get some sunlight. That helps to stop the the melatonin production, helps to kind of increase that cortisol. And now we know it helps to produce endorphins. Yeah, so we you just shared with me the interesting study, right, showing – the connection maybe between vitamin D, sunlight, and endorphins that um, when, when, le- when, when, when there's low levels, mm-hmm. right, of vitamin D, the body kind of turns on this endorphin signaling kind of, it, it, and it, it enhances kind of pleasure seeking, right? Mm-hmm. Now that when we hear that, we automatically think drugs, alcohol, true. right? No, and that may be, a, that may be the, the part of it for mm-hmm. some, but mm-hmm. it's, you know, uh, you know, pleasure seeking could also be just getting outside, right? Taking a walk, take um, for me to, yeah, let's take Charlie for a walk. Mm-hmm. You can take Winston for a walk, even though he doesn't Winston. walk much. Any, right? You said he doesn't like well, it. No, he likes to sunbathe when I take him out. These are if our dogs. These are our kids, by the way. These are our dogs. <laughs> and my dog won't walk when I take him out. He yeah. actually he just, just kind of Lays out. Yeah, probably learned that from his sun. mom. Yeah, he's trying to release his endorphins. She didn't get it. She didn't get it. But here, here is, yeah, so pleasure seeking, we have to stop automatically jumping to the bad stuff. 
uh, there's good stuff mm -hmm. in that. And so low levels of vitamin D trigger that type of endorphin pleasure seeking, mm -hmm. ultimately from an evolutionary standpoint, is saying, get outside, get some sunlight, yeah. do something active, right? Mm -hmm. And then as you build up levels, it kind of brings down that, that system. So yes. that's an interesting little connection. Yes, a balancing connection there with vitamin D. Uh, acts of kindness. I know. We could we could just stop with that, Dr. Charity. Mike, I think. It's classic. Classic. Right? Give something. That Do something for someone else. You have when like I used to go on mission trips and work with Habitat for Humanity. Awesome. That's what I did for spring break. It's good. Oh, I mean the I slept better. I was happy yeah. all day. I mean, it's it's when you do something nice for someone else, it comes back. Yeah. A part of most psychotherapy as an example, no matter what what why somebody is going through that uh, is being charitable. That most psychotherapists will say, "Okay, now I know I want you to go do something. I want you to volunteer here. I want you you got to get out of yourself once in a while." Not that that's the answer to error, I'm not saying that, but it's it can be a part of therapy. It can be a part yeah. of getting better, of feeling better, et cetera. So that's acts of kindness. And last one, got to love it. Wait, is this the last one? No, no. Well, we have more, but maybe well, wait, we I, could do part one, part no, two. No, no, I like this. Hugs. <laughs> oh. This is good stuff, Robson. How to feel better. Boost endorphin. Give somebody a hug. Oh, I'm just thinking about my little... Poor butt. Crystal has to hug herself. My... I, Hey, look, I wonder if that works. <laughs> no, you need to be more charitable. Go hug somebody else. I'll tell you that the morning hugs, my son, he's four years old. He is a hugger. He is a lover. He will find you wherever you are to tell you that he loves you. And he loves to give out hugs. Oh, it's great. It's, yeah, it kids, just makes you feel so kids, good. I know what happens, you know, as we get older, it, it becomes a little weird, but well, kids just go around hugging everything and everybody. Now right? you don't want to catch germs. Yeah. Oh, that doesn't bother me. Yeah. Char give your pet a hug. Charlie gives the, he, he's so heavy. Sometimes he gets a little, can't breathe, but he's, he's 105 pounds. He thinks he's a lap dog, but he loves just to, oh. his way of hugging. And, and a lot of dogs do this is they nuzzle their nose, like right up, you know, and I got this mm -hmm. 105 pound dog on me and I can't mm -hmm. get up. Yeah. So that's, but that's great. Right. Feels good. Yes. Hugs are great. Um, connected to serotonin, I've seen too as well. Yes. And, you know, this is a side note, but if you don't have anyone to hug, get a weighted blanket. Oh, my God. I've seen, you, you, you probably have the one where you put you know, your arms in one. it and it's like she walks around <laughs> in a way yeah, she's feeling good with her theanine. Feels so good. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, inhalation aromatherapy. Now, that, there's aromatherapy. Mm hmm. Right, which is just smells, right? Mm -hmm. Why did you write inhalation? Is that is that different from just like burning a nice no oil, it's, essential it's, oil? It's the same thing. Oh, okay. It's kind of the essential oil. Uh, I thought you were like smoking it in like in a diffusers. pipe or Diffusers. Right? No, that's not what we're talking about. Um, diffusers. Just making sure, I have to say this, make sure you get a good quality oil. Don't buy... Don't buy the cheap stuff because there's the stuff in stuff. it. cheap stuff, exactly. Yeah, there's, yeah you want to make sure you're doing a real... You know, you're probably going to have to go to a, a specialty store. I mean, you know, don't don't go to your local 7-Eleven. Exactly. And buy, buy, buy aromatherapy bottles there. Or just what. buy some nice smell good flowers. Keep them... Flowers. Yes, keep them Well known, well known. Li um, uh, lilies and stuff like that, right? Yes. Well known to make yes. you feel better. And then we save the best for last, sex. <laughs> I know. Sex. 
Well, it, listen, it it is. It it's yes, endorphins go up. It works. <laughs> well, yeah, you know, you got kids. I, clearly, so I have done that <laughs> at least twice. That's great. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, you know, so you have okay, endorphins are good. Um, and if you're listening to this, uh, you know, having more endorphins in your system is is important. We lose a lot of them. We gave you some, some ways to boost them. Some of them are painful, but that's the endorphin release. Mm-hmm. Other things mm-hmm. are enjoyable, mm-hmm. but that's also that to more pleasure-seeking. Um, you mentioned, just real quick, dark chocolate, another way. Yes. These are just some side ones for you. Spicy peppers, love both. The, wasabi, all three love. I know. Me too, Dr. Mike. Just don't put the wasabi on your sushi. <laughs> He's a sushi snob. Hannah? Robson? <laughs> no. No. Um, and then, and then some supplements too. Theanine. You just took some theanine. I did. Two, two, two theanines. I noticed. Four hundred milligrams. Two theanines. Uh, B vitamins. Mm-hmm. We already mentioned the vitamin D. Ginkgo, of course. Yep, mm-hmm. yep. And uh, vitamin C can also be helpful in boosting the important feel-good chemicals. Endorphins, Dr. Crystal. Thank you. Thank you, Dr. Mike. Don't forget, if you go to liveforeverish.com, you can download a bunch more of our podcast. And please, when you do, listen, like, share, comment, and subscribe so you never miss a show. That's liveforeverish.com. I'm Dr. Mike. Thanks for listening.